0: The Patron by Guy de Maupassant, 1850-1893 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or, to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Tomlinson The Patron by Guy de Maupassant We never dreamed of such good fortune. The son of a provincial bailiff, Jean Marin, had come, as do so many others, to study law in the quartier latin. In the various beer houses that he had frequented, he had made friends with several talkative students who spouted politics as they drank their beer. He had a great admiration for them and followed them persistently from café to café, even paying for their drinks when he had the money. He became a lawyer and pleaded causes, which he lost. However, one morning he read in the papers that one of his former comrades of the courtier had just been appointed deputy. He again became his faithful hound, the friend who does the drudgery, the unpleasant tasks, for whom one sends when one has need of him, and with whom one does not stand on ceremony. But it chanced through some parliamentary incident that the deputy became a minister. Six months later, Jean Marin was appointed a state councillor. He was so elated with pride at first that he lost his head. He would walk through the streets just to show himself off, as though one could tell by his appearance what position he occupied he managed to say to the shopkeepers as soon as he entered a store bringing it in somehow in the course of the most insignificant remarks and even to the news vendors and the cabmen i who am a state counsellor then in consequence of his position as well as for professional reasons and as in duty bound through being an influential and generous man he felt an imperious need of patronising others. He offered his support to everyone on all occasions and with unbounded generosity. When he met any one he recognised on the boulevards, he would advance to meet them with a charmed air, would take their hand, inquire after their health, and, without waiting for any questions, remark, You know I am State Councillor and I am entirely at your service. If I can be of any use to you, do not hesitate to call on me. In my position, one has great influence. Then he would go into some café with the friend he had just met and ask for a pen and ink and a sheet of paper. Just one, waiter, it is to write a letter of recommendation. And he wrote ten, twenty, fifty letters of recommendation a day. He wrote them to the Café Americaine to Pignons, to Tortonis to the Maison d'Orée, to the Café Riche and the Helder, to the Café Anglais, to the Napolitaine. Everywhere, everywhere. He wrote then to all the officials of the Republican government, from the magistrates to the ministers. And he was happy, perfectly happy. One morning, as he was starting out to go to the council, it began to rain. He hesitated about taking a cab, but decided not to do so and set out on foot. The rain came down in torrents, swamping the sidewalks and inundating the streets. Bishop Marin was obliged to take shelter in a doorway. An old priest was standing there, an old priest with white hair. Before he became a counsellor, M. Marin did not like the clergy. Now he treated them with consideration, ever since a cardinal had consulted him on an important matter. The rain continued to pour down in floods and obliged the two men to take shelter in the porter's lodge so as to avoid getting wet. M. Marin, who was always itching to talk so as to let people know who he was, remarked this is horrible weather monsieur l'Abbe." the old priest bowed yes indeed sir it is very unpleasant when one comes to paris for only a few days ah you come from the provinces yes monsieur i am only passing through on my journey it certainly is very disagreeable to have rain during the few days one spends in the capital "'We officials, who stay here the year round, we think nothing of it.' The priest did not reply. He was looking at the street where the rain seemed to be falling less heavily, and with a sudden resolve he raised his cassock just as women raised their skirts in stepping across water. Monsieur Marin, seeing him start away, exclaimed, "'You will get drenched, Monsieur l'Abbé, "'Wait a few moments longer. The rain will be over.' "'The good man stopped irresistibly and then said, "'But I am in a great hurry. I have an important engagement.' Mr. Malin seemed quite worried. "'But you will be absolutely drenched. "'Might I ask in which direction you are going?' "'The priest appeared to hesitate. "'Then he said, "'I am going in the direction of the Palais Royal.' In that case, if you will allow me, Monsieur l'Abbé, I will offer you the shelter of my umbrella. As for me, I am going to the council. I am a councillor of state. The old priest raised his head and looked at his neighbour, and then exclaimed, I thank you, Monsieur. I shall be glad to accept your offer. Monsieur Marin then took his arm and led him away. He directed him, watched over him and advised him be careful of that stream monsieur Abbe, and be very careful about the carriage wheels they spatter you with mud sometimes from head to foot look out for the umbrellas of the people passing by there is nothing more dangerous to the eyes than the tips of the ribs women especially are unbearable they pay no heed to where they are going and always jab you in the face with the point of their parasols or umbrellas. And they never move aside for anybody. One would suppose the town belonged to them. They monopolize the pavement and the street. It is my opinion that their education has been greatly neglected. And Monsieur Marin laughed. The priest did not reply. He walked along, slightly bent over. "'picking his steps carefully "'so as not to get mud on his boots "'or his cassock. "'Monsieur Manin resumed. "'I suppose you have come to Paris "'to divert your mind a little. "'The good man replied, "'No, I have some business to attend to. "'Ah, is it important business? "'Might I venture to ask what it is? "'If I can be of any service to you, "'you may command me.' "'The priest seemed embarrassed.' He murmured, "'Oh, it is a little personal matter, a little difficulty with, uh, with my bishop. It would not interest you. It is a matter of internal regulation, an ecclesiastical affair.' Monsieur Marin was eager, "'But it is precisely the State Council that regulates all those things. In that case, make use of me.' "'Yes, monsieur, it is to the council that I am going. "'You are a thousand times too kind. "'I have to see monsieur Lerepere and Mr Savon "'and also, perhaps, monsieur Petitpas. "'Monsieur Marin stopped short. "'Why, those are my friends, monsieur l'abbé, "'my best friends, excellent colleagues, charming men. "'I will speak to them about you, and very highly.' count upon me the cure thanked him apologizing for troubling him and stammered out a thousand grateful promises monsieur marin was enchanted ah you may be proud of having made a stroke of luck monsieur le abbe you will see you will see that thanks to me your affair will go along swimmingly they reached the council hall Monsieur Marin took the priest into his office, offered him a chair in front of the fire, and sat down himself at his desk and began to write. My dear colleague, allow me to recommend to you most highly a venerable and particularly worthy and deserving priest, Monsieur l'Abbe. He stopped and asked, "Your name, if you please, l'Abbe "'Monsieur l'abbé who needs your good office in a little matter which he will communicate to you. "'I am pleased at this incident, which gives me an opportunity, my dear colleague.' And he finished with the usual compliments. When he had written the three letters, he handed them to his protégé, who took his departure with many protestations of gratitude. Monsieur Marin attended to some business, and then went home, passed the day quietly, slept well, woke in a good humour, and sent for his newspapers. The first he opened was a radical sheet. He read, Our clergy and our government officials. We shall never make an end of enumerating the misdeeds of the clergy. A certain priest named saint convicted of conspiracy against the present government, accused of base actions to which we will not even allude suspected besides of being a former jesuit metamorphosed into a simple priest suspended by a bishop for causes that are said to be unmentionable and summoned to Paris to give an explanation of his conduct has found an ardent defender in the man named Marin, a councillor of state, who was not afraid to give this frocked malefactor the warmest letters of recommendation to all the republican officials, his colleagues. We call the attention of the ministry to the unheard-of attitude of this councillor of state. Monsieur Marin, bounded out of bed, dressed himself and hastened to his colleague, Petipas, who said to him, how now you were crazy to recommend to me that old conspirator mr marin bewildered stammered out why no you you see, see i was deceived he looked such an honest man he played me a trick a disgraceful trick i beg that you will sentence him severely very severely i am going to write tell me to whom i should write about having him punished I will go and see the Attorney-General and the Archbishop of Paris. Yes, the Archbishop. And seating himself abruptly at Mr. Pretipas's desk, he wrote, Monsignor, I have the honour to bring to your gracious notice the fact that I have recently been made a victim of the intrigues and lies of a certain Abbé Centur, who imposed on my kind-heartedness. Deceived by the representations of this ecclesiastic, I was led. Then, having signed and sealed his letter, he turned to his colleague and exclaimed, See here, my dear friend, let this be a warning to you, never to recommend anyone again. End of the Patron by Guy de Maupassant Recording by Peter Tomlinson